Well, happy Wednesday, and I hope you guys are enjoying your Wednesday out there. And if you guys are just now tuning in to the Stones Bones podcast, you guys are going to enjoy this one. Now, it's been a little while since our last podcast. I'm actually trying to get back on track with all these uh, podcasts and also getting my podcast going on Fallen Hour. We're actually starting to dive into making some cool things for coming Halloween, entering some contests into film, film festivals and things of that nature. It's going to be a really, really cool thing going forward, especially with the Stones Ones podcast. And I want to start leading in, into um, certain findings in the United States, certain strange, whether that's historical landmarks, historical findings, especially with the cultures in the United States that are rooted in cultures, Native American cultures and things of that nature. This is one of the ones that I'm going to be diving into. And this is a new, well, this is a relatively new site. And it's a really, really cool thing that I'm going to be mentioning I believe the site was actually found in 2015, and I'm going to get into that in just a second. So if you guys are just tuning in, make sure you visit stones-bones.com. If you guys are out there listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any pla- any of the podcasting platforms, make sure you search stones-bones.com, and you'll be able to find the podcast in video version on there, also on YouTube at Stones Bones Billings, on Facebook Stones Bones Billings, and on Instagram Stones Bones Billings. Now, that being said, I am also publishing this on Fallen Hours Facebook and Fallen Hours uh, podcasting platforms. And for this reason is because we're kind of diving into some strange territory in this podcast. And that leans towards to uh, my podcast with Fallen Hour is all these strange strange findings and things of that nature. It's also a way I want to start going with the Stones and Bones podcast is start diving into all of these different weird strange places they're finding in the United States and how it's how it's somewhat going against natural or going against the more known history written about the United States written about the world rather of how it's contradicting a lot of those findings that were written in textbooks and written in uh, today's educational systems it's just a really really cool thing that I'm, go- I'm going to be starting to diving into and I'm hoping that I'm lending some some of you guys out there some really cool things to learn about and things of that nature. So if you guys are on the Stones Bones page and you want to find my podcast at Fallen Hour, we talk, we, talk, we talk about lore stories, we talk about strange happenings in the world, conspiracies, things of that nature. We, we started getting into more of the horror theme this past year and it's been really, really cool. So that's going to be a really thing to just add into the podcast of these strange findings around the world. Now, what I'm talking about today is what is known as Montana Megaliths. Now, you got to excuse me again. I also have notes again because I'm just now starting to get back to the podcasting thing and getting my podcast going on both platforms, whether that's Fallen Hour or Stones and Bones. And it's going to be something truly fascinating to get into, especially some of these sites. Now, if you guys noticed, we've actually transitioned from talking about crystals and stones for a little bit and starting to dive into some of these strange structures in the world because they have to do with um, architects and they have to do with buildings and tombs and things of that nature. It's just a really, really cool thing. I'm hoping that I can mesh that into the podcast and give you guys at home something also to watch and something to learn about. <clears throat> now, these are located in what is what is now known as Giant's Playground. And this is a place, this is a complex. The complex was discovered on Valentine's Day of 2015 by Bill and Julie Ryder. These are the ones that run the run the, the complex. And you guys can actually visit their website at, I believe it's montanamegalist.com. And they have much more photos of, of 
items that I'm not mentioning in the podcast tonight. They have much more photos of all these historical findings they're finding there that I'm not mentioning tonight. And I'm going to go down a list of basically giving you guys kind of a rundown because I'm believing and I'm hoping that I'm going to be jumping into a series with this and go back to Montana Megaliths because when I did this podcast, when I went down and did my notes, it was starting to tie into... Now, this is the, this is the thing about the site also is a lot of their findings tie into places around the world. And I mean historical landmarks around the world, historical hieroglyphs, and it dives into different cultures. And there's a lot of that corresponding with some of the findings that they are finding inside of uh, the Giants' playground. And it's a really interesting thing to dive into, especially because also scrolling down their, their website... I was finding a lot of things that had to do also with things like paranormal, with them capturing what is called barcode orbs, how they were talking about how there was a ley line that was connecting the Montana megaliths with some of the historical sites around the world and how this was actually named. I believe it was named uh, Julie's line or Julie Ryder's line. Anyways, these are what's called or what is known as ley lines. And I'm going to get to that in just a second and further in the podcast. But now what I'm talking about in this site is they are finding dolmens and dolmens. They find art structures there. They find buildings there. They find pillars, corridors, walls, and standing stones. Now, this is a really, really cool site to get into. I'm hoping that in the future I actually get to visit this place. Now, dolmens are also referred to or properly called portal tombs. Dolmens are found worldwide and are rated on a scale of alterations. Most famous dolmens involving uh, Stonehenge, the famous Stonehenge. And the reason I say that they're they're put on a scale of alterations is because there was an actually a researcher that went there and he was actually grading these these stones on a spreadsheet. And that's what she was putting in the website. I believe it was uh, Julie Ryder that was putting this in the, the website. And he was grading these stones and he put these these megaliths in the 90th percentile of no alterations little to no alterations and he puts the the places like stonehenge in the low 70s 60s i believe it was of how they actually had to rebuild certain aspects of stonehenge how they actually had to go in there and just reattach everything in stonehenge just to have its uh, sustainability and things of that nature and become a historical site. And I'm also learning a lot of cool things about Stonehenge before I even got into this podcast. And I'm hoping I can jump into that in the next podcast. Now, a purpose of the dolmen is to mark a burial site in cultures around the globe. Now, this is actually one of the things also is they traditionally have a large capsule ele- elevated at an angle and held up by two or more supporting stones. Now, you actually see something like this in The Lion King of where Mufasa is lifting up Simba and he's actually standing on a dolmen and perhaps one of the most famous dolmens <laughs> out there. And that was kind of a cool thing to look back on is because <clears throat> these sites have historical um, they have historical significance to the culture. They have historical significance to the culture's religions and their rituals and things of that nature. So it's kind of ties hand in hand of why that was based or put in that movie. And it was kind of a thing to think about, something to look back and say, hey, that kind of lines up with what I'm finding on these dolmens. So if you guys have kids out there, you can actually talk about them with uh, what the significance was of the dolmen in maybe Lion King and how that was actually close to those people in that cartoon. (laughs) 
And dolmens are believed to be created between 3000 BC and 2000 BC. Now these have to be placed, and these are these are predating a lot of history. And especially finding these in Montana, let alone the United States, especially in Montana, a lot of these aren't marked down in your textbooks. A lot of these findings around the world, especially in what is now known as Giant's Playground isn't marked down in textbooks because this was a recent discovery and it, is, it just goes to show that there is plenty of things to discover out there, especially in Montana. And it is no wonder that this place is called the Treasure State and deemed the Treasure State because there is so many things to find here. There is so many different findings and minerals and rocks and gems, crystals and things of that nature in Montana and it's a truly fascinating place. Now, they were used in times of death for tombs and believed to be ritual sites. And that is also one of the things I'm going to be jumping in here uh, pretty soon. Now, dolmens are um, they're actually pretty interesting structures. They are, there are many dolmens around the world and more notably in Europe. I believe they found about 35,000 dolmens in Europe alone. And there are many dolmens in North America and one that is referred to as the American Stonehenge. And this is one of the ones that basically caught my attention, especially when I was getting into the Montana megaliths, is because I was I kinda thought I kinda sat back for a second. I was like, hey, there's actually a Stonehenge in the United States. And you guys can actually visit this website as well. It's called StonehengeUSA.com, and they explain the whole thing, the whole the whole deal about it. And I'm hoping I also get this in a podcast going forward with all these megaliths and dolmens. Now, America Stonehenge is said to be a built by Native Americans or a migrant European group. The architects are not known for sure. This site is found in Salem, four thousand. It's about four thousand years old, and it is actually dubbed one of the oldest sites in the world are actually one of the oldest sites in the United States and one of the cool things about this is they actually are placed on what is known as ley lines and that is what I was talking about in in the beginning of the podcast was ley lines and how these were actually found in the Giants playground now ley lines the lore behind ley lines now this is why I wanted to publish this also on my my page at Fallen Hour and our podcasting platforms is because we haven't talked about ley lines yet. And this is something I've known about since I was a kid. And I've known about ley lines, but I haven't jumped too far into researching ley lines. But I just know that they lend a lot of credibility or they lend a lot of research to to paranormal findings, especially when these lines are lining up with a lot of these historical structures around the world. And that is basically and essentially what a ley line is. And the lore behind ley lines are that they connect some of the world's oldest and sacred sites. Places that interest in, include Stonehenge, the Egyptian pyramids, and the Great Wall of China. Now, these are all sites that that intersect when you lay one of these ley lines over and you actually travel these around the world, around the globe, and they start lining up with other historical sites almost precisely. Now, this is actually one of the ones... Um, that I was getting into, especially with America's Stonehenge, because they actually found that in America's Stonehenge. Now, this is a mini Stonehenge. I mean, I believe it's like shoulder height, or it's 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 pretty relatively small compared to the massive ones in England. And they actually found that this kid actually found 
who actually lives in the property, who actually lived in the property, that if he was to go through one of the dolmens and track that all the way through, one of the main ones anyways, and track that all the way around the world, it actually intersects. Not only does it intersect, it goes straight through the main structure of Stonehenge. And that is truly fascinating because it kind of gives you more credibility. And is this a coincidence? Is this something paranormal? Is this something, uh, just something strange out there happening in the world? And how these were built years and years apart, but still somehow correspond with each other. Now, these sites that intersect, they're said to be making what is said to be energy uh, energy portals and that is basically what a ley line is is they believe that these are energy portals especially when they, when they intersect with different different historical sites around the world especially when they're getting into historical sites like the Egyptian pyramids the great wall of china things of that nature stonehenge and how these now there's actually uh, one of the world's most haunted places in the uh, places actually in England and that also lays on a ley line line it's called ancient ram in and i believe that intersects also with stonehenge now when they're on a line of these they actually find these paranormal re- researchers actually find that they're finding a lot of these hot spots along these ley lines and is it possible that all of these sites are actually lining up on purpose in some way or some some form now the meaning of the form megalith now i want to get back to the megaliths because this is one of the this is the central theme and one of the reasons that I am actually doing these podcasts is actually this was actually sent to me by Crystal Hamilton. Also, I was actually studying mining things that nature, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is getting crazy because there is so much uh, to do with mining, and I'm going to put that one on the back burner for now and start getting into this series because this one kind of is more into my field. I mean, I'm able to research these things in fluidity, or be more fluid with it, and try to get a thought out for you guys, and also tie these in with the Stones and Bones podcast, and it's kind of a really cool thing to do. Now, structures made of large stones put together without the use of mortar or cement. Mortar or cement. There are over 35,000 in Europe alone, like I mentioned. Structures or monuments, they are said to be important. It shows the importance of the culture and the importance to the rituals and practices in the culture itself. Producing such massive structures to ensure a place of worship or ritual. And this is actually why these things are so significant. And why these things are so significant, especially in the United States, and especially in Montana, that someone took the time, or a culture took the time, to actually build these things, if they were actually man, man-made. And there was some sort of rituals happening there, if this was actual an actual spiritual site then these cultures seemed more interested or they they basically deemed it deemed their rituals and deemed their their religions and things of that nature so highly that they had to build these big monuments for their dead build them for their ritual sites build them for places of prayer and worship and things of that nature and it's kind of a cool thing to look into because it's one of those things that, I mean, it's like one of those things that if you, if something means something to this culture so much that they have to go out there and build these huge structures, it, I mean, it brings more credibility to the site, especially if they're, if they are able to find other artifacts in the area. Now, Montana megaliths 
uh, they have a few strange findings inside of this complex. One of the one of the findings that were actually in the complex. Now, some of these are kind of strange, but some of them are really cool because they tie into other cultures around the world, especially with the Egyptians. Now, they have what is called a robotic wa- watcher, also found in the giant's playground. The robotic watcher was found in 2016 by now. F- forgive me if you guys are watching this and I butcher your names, but the Barrera brothers, and they found this in 2016, and I believe that there's actually an eye inside of this now actually post a picture right now there's actually an eye if you guys look close enough there's an eye on i believe on the left side and it is said to be gazing towards i believe it was facing a certain direction i don't think i wrote it wrote it down uh but also there is another finding inside of the giant's playground that kind of lends credibility or lends more of um a wonder to why this would be inside the United States, let alone Montana. And is this a historical landmark? And it does this correlate with the Egyptians? Because I believe that this, this item I'm about to mention is tied into the Egyptian culture. And I believe they mentioned that on their website as well. Now, this is called... Now they're actually they actually found this. Now this is called a Ben Bennu Birdman, discovered in 2015 by Julie Ryder, the found one of the founders and the discoverers of Giant's Playground. Bennu faces south. Now Bennu is worth um, mentioning because it's significant to ancient Egyptians. This was one of the most important Egyptian symbols of religious significance, especially when you're getting into their deities. It symbolizes resurrection and the rising sun. Bennu was said to represent Ra himself. The Egyptian sun god was said to represent his soul. Now, this is kind of a strange thing because there is also hieroglyphs that that correspond with the finding inside of Giant's Playground. There is almost an exact replica of what you would find in Egypt, but just put inside Montana. It's kind of strange because it's, it's almost like it's carved into the rock. Now, this is the Egyptian the Egyptian phoenix. Bennu was, Bennu means phoenix in Egyptian, was also associated to the rising of the Nile. Now, you can find Bennu depicted in many hieroglyphs, but it's more notably located in the sun temple of Atum-Ra, at Heliopolis. And I believe I mentioned Heliopolis in some of my recent podcasts and some of the cool stones coming out of there, um, actually where it was said to be and things of that nature and a lot of cool things tying into Egypt. And it's kind of it's kind of cool to see that there is some sites in the United States that are actually tying into different structures around the world. And this is why I wanted to mention this and also start going with this podcast is researching this site because I believe it has some significance to it. Now, I've watched some videos on YouTube and things of that nature and some people um, some people thinking maybe that these weren't man-made but there is just too many coincidences happening inside of this site, the site of this complex. Um, there is one, I believe there is one structure there where it has almost like there's two different types of stones, but this smaller stone is stuck inside of this this huge rock. And it's kind of strange to look at and kind of strange to think that maybe that these were man-made. And if they were man-made, then why? Are they 
into are they getting into more um more into ritual significance are they getting into the cultures there that were probably long lost and i believe they have some more information on the website i believe that's montanamegaliths.com you guys can check it out i am going to jump into a second episode of this subject i'm going to do more research on it and see if i can tie some more findings of this this site into different different places around the world and see if it lends more credibility to the site and see if um See if I can just lend some sort of insight without actually knowing the people and actually do something cool with it. Now, that being said, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, make sure you like the video, comment on the video. Make sure you guys are talking with us on Facebook and letting us know you guys enjoy the podcast. If you guys are actually listening out there on the podcasting uh, platforms, make sure you visit stones-bones.com. And if you guys are out there on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you may be, if you guys want to listen to the podcast on the go, that is Stones and Bones Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, whatever podcasting platform you guys have downloaded on your phone, we are most likely on it. That being said, if you guys want to check out my podcast at Fallen Hour, that is Fallen Hour Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much, much more other podcasting platforms. That being said, my name is Sid Alenik, and you are listening to the Stones and Bones Podcast. Oh, my God.